Welcome to another episode of Tea and Tropes. Today's super special because we are doing the entire episode with RM Gray. Hi. <laughs> Hi. It's me, surprise. <laughs> so she is here. We're going to go through Nightweaver and answer your guys' questions. I had a bunch of my own as well. And I'm excited for it. You ready to get started? I am so excited. This is like, I've been looking forward to this. So I'm, I'm ready to get into it. Me too. All right, let's go. So how are you though? I mean, happy new year. Happy new year. What'd you guys do last night? Oh man. Um, we just stayed at home. Yeah. Um, it has been like all, all time chaos for like, probably like two or three weeks around like, cause I'm like the central, like what we call like headquarters, you know, like I live like right down the road from my parents. And so this is the year that all of my siblings come into town. They switch off every year, like with their in-laws and stuff. So all of my siblings have been here um, for the first time in like five years. All of my like cousins and extended family have been in town. Um, so it's just been like absolute chaos. And if you can like hear it in my voice or if I like cough or something, it's because like everybody is so loud and it's like nonstop that like you have to like yell to be heard. And so I'm just like last night, we, me and Harrison were both just like, I just want to stay home, like lay in bed chill not do anything so it was nice it's kind of that's more my vibe anyway so did you have any big plans no no not at all um we watched musicals last night and did paint nice. by numbers <laughs> oh i love that that's that's yeah. the perfect way to bring in the new year it was great um i i enjoyed it i we didn't really do much so yeah well yeah that's that's the way that i like to do things <laughs> yeah not really doing much so well, we kind of had the same reason for you. Like everybody comes to my house for Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, so we had, I think like 14 on Christmas day. Oh man. Yeah. Um, and then leading up to that, my brother-in-law got married like oh, wow. a few days before Christmas. So his like new family is in, was in town as well. And so we had like wedding things. We had multiple dinners to go to. My husband's birthday is like three days after Christmas. So it's like, it was just this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. So you get yeah. it. Good. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, we're here. We made it. Yes, we did. It's new year, 2024. What are your goals for 2024? Oh, that's a great question. My goals are all like, a. I have like some really like, I have more tangible goals and then I have like mostly like intangible goals, just things like, like I really would like to find balance um, with like my work life and my personal life. Cause mm -hmm. like all of a sudden it's all just kind of, it's like, and you get it like, cause you work for yourself and stuff. Like it's hard when you are, are working for yourself and you're managing all these things to like set aside time at and not let it like bleed into your personal life. So I don't know my like major goal that I'm like focusing on is I just want to be like more present. I don't want to, like I've tried really hard to like kind of set boundaries. Like I'm posting less on Instagram. I'm, you know, like 
kind of allowing myself because for so long I've panicked like if I didn't respond to a message in time or like you know I didn't reply to like all my comments or something like so I'm just kind of trying to let myself breathe a little bit so you're so hoping that that is something I can do but do you have any big goals um no I, I so I mean, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to finish. I want to finish my book. I'm not putting a hard date on that. Um, but I, I do want to put a little bit more focus on it because I tend to be like, yeah, I'll finish it when I finish it. And I walk away for like eight months. So mm-hmm. I don't want to do that anymore. Because um, I feel like now that I know where it's going to go, I feel like it's going to be a lot easier to get there. But yeah. Um, so it's like, a mini goal, I guess. No, that's a big goal. Oh. That's a good goal to have. <laughs> that's my mini goal. No, my my main <laughs> yeah. one though is like I want I want to experience more. Like I want to go to more things, um, like events and like meet a lot of like more bookish people that like have similar interests as me. Because I was talking to my sister the other day, and we were like. We were talking about, you know, those parties where, like, you have a theme or, like, a specific actor and you all come dressed as, like, a different character they've done. Or, you know, you go dressed, like, old ladies to the bar. Like, stuff like that. And she was like, I really want to do that stuff. And I was like, girl, we don't have friends. What are you talking (laughs) about? (laughs) So, because we're we're just, you know, we're we're close-knit. Like, we don't do a bunch. But we're like, we want to do more stuff. And so... Hey, do, you you guys don't need a big group, just you two, you know? I know right? <laughs> hey, like that honestly, that would be great like content because I feel like so many people could relate to that, you know? Like yeah. cuz I mean, I'm that same way. I see stuff like that, I'm like that'd be fun, but like those people have like 10 friends, you know? Right? Like, I'd, I'd be happy um, with like a group of 4 or 5. I'm like I just want right. a couple more, but Right. <laughs> if only I lived in Arizona. I know, I know. Well, I'll just have to come out to Texas then. And we'll do right. it out there. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, anytime. We'll, we'll take turns. Every other yes. month, we'll just come visit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Honestly, I would love that. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, when we buy our hobbit houses in the middle of the woods and just go live there next door Please. to each other, it'd be Please. fun. <laughs> yeah, that's literally, that's all I want. That's You talk about my goals. That's my goal for 2024, hobbit house. Look, if, if we all, we get like four girls, we all chip in, we can buy a cottage, okay? Absolutely. <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> Absolutely. I guess our husbands can come. <laughs> I was going to say, like, Harrison would want to join, like, straight up. <laughs> He's one of the girls. He'll come hang. Great, great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So where where should we start? I don't what, know. That's, oh, a good, that's a good question. We'll start with the tea of the week because I'm not picking this week. Rebecca's okay. picking this week. What do you got? I f- I feel like a like celebrity like guest judge on American Idol or something because I'm like I've got my tea sitting here even though you can't see it and I'm like kind of modeling it. <laughs> you send us a picture. <laughs> I can. Yes, I'll send you a picture. Yeah. So, um, okay, this tea and I had asked you like before like if it needed to be bookish or whatever. It's not bookish. So, but it is one of my all time favorite teas. Um, I always love like hearing your like tea of the week. So I'm like, I need to like try more teas and stuff. Um, but this is a cream Earl gray and it's, I'm pretty sure it's like pronounced Kai cause it's K A I. So I'm just assuming that's how it's pronounced. I like um, it. but it's yeah, yeah, I'm going with it. Um, it's a loose leaf tea. 
Cream Roll Gray. Um, I get it at this local place called um, Homestead Heritage, um, kind of on the outskirts of where I live. And I looked it up because I was kind of like wondering, I was like, I wonder where they get it from because most of their stuff is like local or whatever. Um, it's actually, it's a local family, I guess, that they have a whole tea company. Um, so the website is, uh, it's just Kai Tea. It's K-A-I-T.com. Um, and they've got like a huge selection. I don't think... I've tried any of their other teas because I just love this one so much. But yeah, so that's my dun dun tea of the week. See, now I need a theme song for the tea of the week. <laughs> right. I'm like, just, I gotta do something. <laughs> I'm just gonna like take that recording of you going dun dun and just like use it every time. <laughs> oh my god, I would die. I would die. That's amazing. I can give you like a full, I'll do like a full version of it. Perfect. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Rebecca's team of the week. Okay. Um, so that's awesome. I love, so I, I know I tend to pick like a lot of like bookish ones because I like keep it on theme. I'm crazy, right. but love that. I love that it's a small family business, that it's yes. local to you. That's special. So yes. good job. Thank you. I'll have Thank to you. get some. I'll come when I come visit, we'll have to go get some. Absolutely. That, or I will send you, I'll like send you some. You just tell me like what teas oh you God. like. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Little Christmas gift. Post Christmas gift. <laughs> Um, speaking of, did the shirt fit? The shirt does fit. Yes. Oh, so good. the, I don't know if it was this, I think it's the episode, um, that we did to, that came out today. Um, I actually showed it on the podcast and stuff. So Aww. yes, I was like so excited because I had got the package and opened it right before we went on. And so like Harrison was all excited. You'll, you'll see it. And stuff. he was like all <laughs> excited about his sticker and everything. So it was Aww. fine. But yes, the sticker. Oh yeah, uh, my sticker. note. I was like, there's an extra one for Harrison. You have to share. <laughs> yes. We loved it. So which he has, I don't know if, like I said, we're kind of like ahead on our, on our podcast schedule. So we're like behind, you know, um, so things are like delayed, but he's got like a door. Cause he was like, I hate just having like a plain background behind me. Like I need something behind me. And I was like, well, I like have a bunch of stickers that I don't have room to put on anything else. Cause my laptop's already filled and whatever. Um, so he's like slowly built. And when he saw all those stickers, he was like, this is perfect. <laughs> so he's really excited about that. Good. I'm glad you guys like it. Yes, like when yeah. when you order, I'm like, you are so supportive of everything. And I just wanted to say thank you. And I'm oh. like, what what can I throw in here? So I designed that shirt just for you. I did post oh. it for sale, but I did design it for you. <laughs> I literally, I feel so special. Oh. <laughs> when I pulled it out, I was like, oh my God, like, this is amazing. Like, it's so like, I don't know. Like, I feel like a celebrity. It's amazing. But oh. yes, no, thank I you. Feel, when you mentioned me on your first episode, I was like, oh my God, that's me. <laughs> I like texted my husband. I'm like, they're talking about me. <laughs> of course. Like, are you kidding me? Literally. I, I mean, it's easy to support. It's easy to support you because like you're, Aww. you're so kind and you're so genuine and you genuinely are so good at what you're doing. I mean, me and Harrison talk about it like all the time. We're like, cause we were listening obviously through while you were doing Nightweaver and stuff. And we, yeah. I told you like we would listen together. So if we weren't like around each other, I'd be like, I'm listening without you. And you'd be like, you better wait on me. <laughs> like, so we were listening together and like, now. <laughs> yeah, we would like, we would literally talk like, you know, you even mentioned it when you were listening to ours, how you were like, I'm just like talking to the radio. It's like a conversation. But while you were going, we would like talk uh, like to each other, like about you would be like, man, she's really good. Like that was really good. Like really well done. So yeah, it's, it's easy to support you. Well, thank you. What were your reactions to my unhinged reaction? <laughs> 
I, it was so fun to listen. I really wish that I would have like taken notes, but like I said, we were kind of like listening here and there. So it was kind of hard for me to like mm -hmm. keep track. Um, I wish I would have taken notes though, because there were like certain things that you would be reacting to. Also, I just want to ask, okay, were you like reading a chapter and then recording and then like reading a chapter and recording? Yeah, I'd like to do okay. that. So that way I'm not spoiling anything for myself okay. because the first time that I did, um, I read it first and then recorded was right. with um, Iron Flame. And I right. feel like the recording wasn't genuine because I knew what was happening. Yes. And I'm like, people are going to like, just assume that I'm like lying and like, I'm cheating my, my assumptions, you know? So yes. I, I do that now, ever since I did it with Iron Flame, because I did it before. And then with Iron Flame, I read everything and then recorded. And I was like, no, I don't like this. I'm going to go back to my old way. So now I read, record, read, record. <laughs> I, I love it. And Harrison said that immediately. He was like, she's like reading a chapter and then recording because you would say something and we would both be like, oh man, she, she's just, she's going to get to that in the next chapter. Like, so it was just like fun to see your like real time reactions. Harrison even made the comment. He was like, it's really like fun to get her insight, like as the reader, like live, like while she's reading it, like chapter by chapter. So it was fun to listen to your, and I was like loving reading your like a uh, description on everyone. Cause they just like kept escalating you know like one episode was like this is my most unhinged ever and the next one was like watch me lose my mind in chapters whatever and so like i just thought that was hilarious but yeah it was it was fun to get to hear your reactions to certain things and like your thoughts on certain things like as they were happening so there were a few things that i was like i feel like my my theory is like way off base and then it would happen i'm like I do <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I tell people that all the time, especially so like I have some uh, alpha readers that are kind of reading the second book as I'm as I'm kind of writing it, just the real rough draft or whatever. Um, and I always tell them, I'm like, the rough draft is just vibes. Okay, like we're here for vibes. But right. um, I always tell them because they're like going back now in the first book and like annotating it and like trying to like, you know, like find things and they're like, my theories are like so unhinged. And I'm like, literally, the thing with this series is like the the common theme is always going to be like your theories can really not get too far out there or too unhinged because I myself am unhinged. And so most of the time, like your unhinged theories are like probably like pretty spot on, you know. Was there one of mine where you were like, no, she's way off. I'm trying to think. I do think it was so funny. Like me and Harrison the whole time were like laughing because you were like so pro Henry and so anti Will. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> we were like laughing so hard, like at certain things that you would say. But like at one point you had said something and you were like, um, I don't know. You were just like all in on Henry and you were like, I don't know though. Like maybe another love interest will come along. And then like literally that chapter, I was like, she's literally about to meet like, the other love interest. Like give it a second. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Cause there was like, I don't think there was really anything that you had that was, there were like a couple times that you were like saying something that like was almost like, and I, I knew this was going to be hard just in general. I even told Harrison before I came on, I'm like, I'm going to have a hard time not spoiling things for like the second book and like the series because like she asks such good questions and like some of your theories 
that like maybe weren't like, I'm trying to think of like how to put it, like maybe didn't come to fruition in the first book mm-hmm. are like kind of like, I don't know, like let's wait and see what happens. Oh like, gosh, that's going to torture me. <laughs> so and maybe not like exactly in the way you were saying like there were honestly a couple times that I was like I would be kind of scared like oh my god she's getting really close to something and then you would like take a left turn and I'm like okay good (laughs) she's not she's not quite there but she's close I'm getting there just nightmare fuel for you (laughs) it's gonna like bother me until the second one comes out (laughs) I'm gonna be like what was I so close on that's the goal. That's the goal. I, I think I remember what you were talking about, about when I was like, maybe another one I was talking about. I'm like, we don't know shade yet. Who the hell yeah. is shade? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, wait. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. And no, what's funny is there was one scene. So everybody that's listening to this is obviously they've read the book and stuff, but hopefully. there was the one scene. Yeah, hopefully. If not, spoilers, sorry. But um, there's one scene where Violet uh, was out in the garden with like Henry and it's when it's, or yeah, it's right after Albert gets electrocuted and uh-huh. you were literally, you were like, yeah, like shade hasn't showed up at all. This would be a perfect <laughs> time for him to show up. And then the prince is literally like the, the next page over. And I'm like, he's there. <laughs> you yeah. just don't know it, you know? So well, as soon as you said, like, what are the chances the prince and shade uses the same weapon? I was like, bitch, yeah, <laughs> I know it. This is this is awesome. You know, that was like the one. It's funny, too, because everybody, I feel like, has different moments that they were like, oh, I knew like in this moment, I knew. But pretty much everybody, like if you hadn't got there yet, like uh-huh. that was the moment that like you got there, you know? Right. So I don't know. It was kind of a, a tightrope act trying to figure out how to because I definitely wanted it to be something that the reader was like, oh, that's it. Like, it's obvious. But then you mm-hmm. get that, like, payoff right there at the end where you're like, oh, I knew it. I was right, you know? Because right. otherwise, it would have been, I feel like, a little, I don't know, like, maybe a little too left field, a little like, oh, what? I didn't see that coming. And sometimes, I don't know, I feel like that kind of annoys me as a reader where I'm like, what? So, but yeah, I've I just thought, I thought that was funny. Yeah, I've definitely read some authors who don't give you any indication of the twist whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And when you finally get to the twist, you're like, this doesn't make sense because you didn't lead up to it at all. At all. Yeah. But with yours, you were sprinkling hints. Like looking back, I can pick out hints about like all of your twists and like everything. I can pick them out as we go. And well, I thought that was really well done. Thank you. Take that. And, and just think about the fact, the more nightmare fuel, just take that. Because I tell my, I tell like my alpha readers and stuff all the time. I'm like, there are things that I have planted in the first book that you won't like, that mean absolutely nothing to you right now. Like, it's just like a castaway sentence. But like, when you get to the third book or the fourth book, you're going to be like, you can go back and look at the first book and be like, it was right in front of me. Wow. Like, Honestly, there were a couple things um, that you said while you were reading it. I'm not going to tell you what things, obviously. Right. <laughs> but there were a couple things that you said while you're reading it that I was like, oh, man, yeah, she's going to she's gonna go back once she gets to a certain point in the series and be like, I, I knew it. <laughs> so just, you know, just keep that in mind. Yeah, there was at uh, one point when they were in the ballroom and there was the smoke around Trudy's head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I read over that the first time and I actually went back. Like I, I got to the bottom of the page and I was like, wait, 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 
what? And I like reread that page and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But, um, okay, that's a really good segue. We had a couple people write in and okay. Jazz and Books said, do you have the next book planned out? And yes. I, it seems that you have a lot more than just one. Yes. So there's five books total and I have them all planned out. So I know exactly how the series will end. I know how each book ends. Um, I know all like the, the, all the twists are already there and set up. Um, so yeah, I, I have it all planned out. Um, I, I think I might've even said it on your last podcast, but I always, mm -hmm. I, I know where I'm going. I just don't know exactly always how I'm going to get there. Like I like to leave that up to my imagination as I'm writing to kind of be like, I know what beats I'm going to hit. I just don't know necessarily. Cause sometimes that's where I get like my best material is kind of in that gray area of like, I know what I want to happen, but I don't know how I'm going to make it happen. And that's usually when, when I actually get to like have fun and, and play with certain things and kind of just, you know, create. Um, mm -hmm. So yes, I do have them planned out. Um, and that's sometimes it's really hard to keep it all inside <laughs> and not tell anybody anything. Cause there's certain things that I'm like, I really want to tell people, um, but I can't. So it's hard to, cause people are always like asking me things and I'm like, <laughs> like if I tell you that, you know, then like, it's going to spoil everything. So, but yeah, it is planned out. Okay. So is there any update since the last time we talked about like any release date or I know you were you were teasing a title release yes so Can I convince you to do that no, I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no when I tell you I literally I was thinking about it so hard and I was I was even talking to Harrison about it I'm like I just don't know like because I'm still I feel like there's something um I'm trying to think of like how to say this but like almost um like once I put the title out there, it like becomes like everyone else's project. Does that make sense? Um, and so like, I feel like the longer I can keep the title to myself, the longer I can like work on the project um, and kind of pretend that no one will ever read it. Uh -huh. so, so I'm trying to, cause I write best like that, especially cause yeah. like since the first book has come out, um, you know, a lot of people have like opinions on like where they like think the story should go or what they want more of or what you know what I mean and so I'm I'm trying to find my um I don't know just kind of trying to navigate my way through that because since you know since I do have it all planned out it's like you know I've already had I mean like I said I set up things in the first book that are going to continue to carry over you know through the whole series arc and so mm -hmm. you know with like the title and release date and stuff I just feel like the more that I'm I can kind of keep it to myself. Um, really, I don't know how much longer I'm gonna be able to keep it to myself though. <laughs> um, Cause I keep thinking like, I'm gonna have to give somebody something like at least the title. Um, I'm not gonna set a release date um, until probably after I finish my developmental edit, um, which I'm probably about like 60 to 70% of the way through the, the first draft. Um, and then it'll go off to my editor um, we'll do the developmental edit and all that. So probably after my developmental edit, I'll set a date, like an official date, because I I really don't want it to be um, any longer than 2024. Like I want it to come out this year. Um, but at the same time, I feel like once I published the first one, I really started to rush myself. 
um, like, man, I've got to get it out. Like I've, I've got to, you know, and it like really affected my creativity. It was like, I told Harrison, I was like this, I've never had this hard of a time sitting down to write. Um, but I just feel like everyone, like, I feel like now, like all these people are looking over my shoulder. Whereas like with the first one, it was like, I could just do it. And, and like I said, kind of pretend nobody was ever going to read it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I want them influencing your ideas. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've tried to really, like I said, I'm going to have to give up the title. It's probably going to be soon. Um, cause that's not going to change. The title is, is going to stay the same, but I'm just, like I said, the moment I know I give the title, then the next question people are going to ask is like, when? Right. So, so I'm trying to kind of build up my own um, mental fortitude, you know, to like, be like, okay, I'm going to give myself like time to have my creative process without, you know, constantly feeling rushed, you know? So it's, it's a dance. I get it. Well, if you ever, if you just need to get it out, you can always tell me, I won't tell anybody. I'm a very good secret keeper. (laughs) Right. I believe you. (laughs) I trust you. Maybe, maybe I will. Maybe I'll, I'll give you like a little secret. Um, a little, little, little pre, hint, yeah, a little pre, <laughs> little pre-release, you know, title announcement. I need that T-shirt done too, by the way. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> I, I want it desperately. I'm like, I, I literally messaged her and I was like, you need to tell me where to get it. And she goes, it's backwards. And I'm like, no. Right. I that was so funny to me too because I was reading y'all's messages because she was messaging me like at the same time That's and so being funny. like being like, Hey, um, you're gonna need to make a new t-shirt. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I'm reading yours and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, Nick and Nikki and I got talking. I was like going to Los Angeles at the time too, and we were gonna meet up for coffee, and then we ended oh. up not like I, I ended up coming home early, but we had plans like I'm she's coming up on a future episode here soon, but Oh, really? Uh, I'm yeah. so happy. I, Nikki is like one of my favorite people. She was like the first person. Literally, she was one of the first people that I had kind of made friends with on Instagram, like way, way in the beginning. Um, and just has been like a really safe place for me. So she's like just the best, super talented writer. Um, just a lovely person. I love Nikki. So I love that. I love that she's going to be on the show. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I, I've talked to her a little bit through text or, well, DM. And then um, we were going to meet up. I owe her a coffee. So, Nikki, I didn't forget about you. I'll be back in LA that. soon. <laughs> I will be so jealous. I will be so jealous if you guys get to meet up. Just meet us there. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'll just teleport. Yeah, if you if you come into Phoenix and then we'll road trip to LA and we'll just, you know, pick up people along the way. <laughs> that sounds so ideal. <laughs> Don't tempt me. <laughs> I have a spare room. You are welcome anytime. Phoenix would love to have you. Hey, you know, the Southern hospitality in me is like, I might just take you up on that offer. (laughs) Literally anytime, anytime. Hope you like dogs. Oh, I love dogs. All about (laughs) it. You have have dogs, huh? Yes. You do. I'll probably spend more time with your dogs than you. (laughs) That's just, that's my personality type. (laughs) Right. Like I, when I go over people's houses, I'm like, it's good to see you, but now I need to spend time with this dog. (laughs) We've got to like bond. So they would love that. (laughs) I would love that. I know we, we talked about it a little bit last time we talked, but we have some new listeners. What was your inspiration behind Nightweaver? Okay. Um, so my inspiration behind Nightweaver, I always feel like it's going to be a really long answer. Um, I'm going to try to focus it. Um, so I obviously am a huge Pirates Caribbean fan. 
I know you're probably sick of hearing that. <laughs> a no, lot of no, people probably sick of hearing that. I, like, I literally, I turned on the movie. I was like, I'm going to talk to her in like two days. I need to watch this movie right now. <laughs> it's so funny because I did the same thing. I was like, you know, like that's coming up and like, it's been a while since I've watched them. Like I'm going to kind of mm-hmm. get in the mood. And then I saw that you posted that and I was like, what yeah. are the odds? Um, I only did the first one. I was going to do like a marathon, but I ran out of time. But <laughs> I <laughs> literally same, same thing here. I was like, I got through the first one and then I got busy doing something else. And I was like, well, yep. the first one's good enough. But right. yeah, so huge Frights Caribbean fan um, and huge fantasy fan. And, uh, you know, something that I have always, you know, I, and I've said this a million times, but like, you know, if you love Pirates of the Caribbean and you want more of that type of world, that's really all you get um, is Pirates of the Caribbean. And so I, you know, when I was writing Nightweaver, what I really wanted to do was create a world that is like Pirates of the Caribbean and has a lot of that um, like supernatural fantasy elements, but combine it with like a lot more traditional fantasy, you know, like, I mean, obviously in Nightweaver, there's like unicorns and there's, you know, like pixies and, you know, things like that. Um, So I wanted to see what those kind of worlds would look like just because I'd never really seen that done before. Um, And also just kind of take it, you know, to a little bit like darker place. There's like a lot of like, you know, uh, like vampire lore turned on its head and, and stuff like that. So that's kind of the inspiration. Just um, I'm, I'm a Pirates of the Caribbean uh, super fan that just wanted more Pirates of the Caribbean. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So I, I know in the podcast, like every week, I was going to like point out references that I thought were Pirates of the Caribbean references. And then I stopped doing that after the first episode because I suck. But... <laughs> So are Will and Jack named after the characters or is that just a coincidence? Honestly, there were a couple things that you were like spot on. And then some things you would say and I'm like, did I just do that subconsciously? (laughs) No, but I mean, obviously, yes. Um, Like I took Will's name, not straight like from the movie. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to name him after Will Turner. But I've always loved that name. Like obviously Will Mm -hmm. Turner was one of my like first you know, like movie Your loves, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I've always just loved that name. Like the amount of books that I've probably written that will never see the light of day, um, <laughs> that use that name, um, just cause I've always loved that name. So that is definitely, I would say not a direct pool, but yes. And then with Jack, that was pure coincidence. And when you said it, I was like, Oh, <laughs> what am I thinking? Like, duh, of course. Like, yes, so yeah, um, yeah, Jack, I, you could definitely say that that was probably just like a subconscious, um, just mm-hmm. a subconscious goal, but yes. Um, you had a few in there that you made in that first episode that I was like, man, that's like, I mean, obviously the coin, that's like right. a pretty like clear well, imagery. And then at the end, he like drops it by the chain and I was like, yeah, that's a hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. From Elizabeth Swan dropping it. Right. Yes. So, and it's like I said, some of those things are like subconscious to me until I go back and watch the movie. And I'm like that it's just so in my, like it's influenced me so heavy throughout my life. Cause those scenes are like ingrained in my mind. Like they're burned into my mind. So, um, that, and then you called out the one thing where, um, Violet is on the train and and she says uh, no. Yeah, and the officer yeah. is like trying to get her going. She's like, no, and you called it out. And I was like, it really was so satisfying to hear you call out some of those things. Cause I'm like, I feel like maybe a lot of people wouldn't like catch that, but you caught it. And I was like, that's amazing. 
so glad I thought that one I thought was a stretch for me. And that's where I started going off the rails was like, after that, it, I, I just kept getting crazy. So <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if this one is a stretch or not, but I'm going to just say it. <laughs> no, nope, you can't. Like I said, you cannot get too crazy. So yeah. <laughs> I love it. Also, I'm glad I caught that one because that was the one I was most curious about was if that one was legit or not. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah you caught it. <laughs> Every time there was a scene with Jack, though, I pictured Will Turner. Because, mm -hmm. you know, like, he, like, yeah, Jack's he a stable Will Turner vibes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know they're, they're different professions, but they give off the same energy. So every time I had a scene with Jack, I was like, no, it's Will Turner. Like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I, they definitely have the same energy. And that was kind of like, a, again, more of like a subtle, um, maybe even subconscious thing. But like, I, I've always loved like in the very opening of Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, when she's coming down the stairs and just like his whole attitude and like, he's such a gentleman and he's such a sweetie. And mm -hmm. so I wanted to put that, like, I wanted to have a character like that, that wasn't her love interest, you know, yeah. like he's just kind of a friend, a confidant, like not, not her love interest, but, but still that same energy. Um, so yes, yeah, definitely. You caught that as well. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Speaking of love interest, we know how I feel about Will. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Very plainly, yes. Who is your favorite? I don't, you know, I don't know if I can pick a favorite. Um, I, okay, um, let Did me say. Did it hurt your feelings that I didn't like Will? <laughs> Not at all. No, it's it's really been so interesting to see, like, who everybody likes and who they don't like and their reasons because and I was telling Harrison while we were listening to it like you you made up your mind like really quickly about Will and like had your reasons like you don't like him and but then there's like still people that like are on the total opposite camp like right. they're like no like I'm I'm gonna ship this ship you know off into the sunset like this yeah. I'm team Will these are the reasons why you know, all this kind of stuff. So it's just fun to kind of like see how people are are picking favorites and why. Um, and obviously, you know, I know what the end game is. Yeah. Um, but since there are five books, um, there's definitely going to be some developments. Um, I'm trying to think of how to say this without spoiling anything. Right. Um, there's definitely going to be developments. And I'm like really trying. <laughs> So hard not to spoil anything, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see like if anybody switches sides or like if people like double down, like, you know, like I'm sure you're going to be one of those that you, you're you, you double down, you know, I have to double down. I made such a big deal about it. Even if I'm like <laughs> internally, I'm like, you know, maybe Will's not so bad. No, I'm still doubling down. <laughs> yes. So that's really fun. And, and like I said, I, I wish I could say more things. Um, It'll be fun once the whole series is out in the world to actually get to like talk about this stuff. Um, but like there's certain things that people say on both sides that like they might catch that other people don't catch. Like you would catch a few things here and there that I'm like, okay, like this is, it's good to know, like moving forward for me, um, kind of gives me better insight into like how to, to manipulate you guys, <laughs> um, you know, so that's evil, evil, I know. <laughs> but, and like I said, like, cause I already know exactly what I want to do. Like I know all the endings and all the twists. Yeah. Um, 
but it, it's definitely fun, especially like in working on this draft uh, for the second book. Some of the scenes that I have worked on um, that I've sent to like my alpha readers and stuff, but they're like, you're cruel. <laughs> you are so messed up. But I'm like, that's exactly what I want to hear. So yeah, I can't pick, I can't say my favorite. Um, one day I will be able to say my favorite because I definitely have a favorite. Now I will say I do like have a soft spot for like Will and like Titus um, and Henry I, I definitely have like a soft spot for all of them, but I also know the plans I have for them. Right. Um, so, so yeah, that's my answer. Kind okay. of a does Harrison have answer. a favorite? Harrison does have a favorite. Yes. Well, Harrison loves Henry. I think like everybody loves Henry at this point. Right. Um, Harrison loves Henry, but out of like Will and Titus, he's definitely more team Titus. So so Harrison and I will get along just fine. No. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And Harrison does not know. I don't tell him any of my, um, like he doesn't know any of my plans for anything, which kind of makes it hard sometimes because I want to talk to him about certain things that I want to work out. But I'm like, I want to get his genuine reaction, like reading it, you know? Um, so he doesn't know anything. So he's, wow. he's still just as much in the dark as everybody else. That's awesome. I love that though. Cause I, when I listen to you guys talk about it, he seems just like so in tune with you and maybe that's just because you guys are fantastic together, but Aww. it just seems like he, he knows more than, <laughs> than well, he is letting on. And, but, and you know, that's why it's hard for me to like talk to him at all about it because, um, like, if I tell him something, I know he's, he knows my mind too well. And like, he knows my creative, like, thoughts too well that I know that if I even like gave him a little bit, he would know exactly where I'm going with everything. And so I'm like, mm -hmm. I have to like work even harder to keep him in the dark so that he doesn't just be like, Oh, I know exactly what you're doing. You're going to do like blah, blah, blah. So yes. right. yeah, that would be a little, a little hard. I can see <laughs> it, it is definitely. Yeah. So where did you find the inspiration for Violet? That's a good question. When I, I don't know. I'm like, I've been trying to think about, how to answer that because it's let me think like it's obviously i mean here's my thing like obviously you can pretty much shake anything and go back to parts of the caribbean um because like you know elizabeth turner like okay if you look at the overall arc of elizabeth turner uh this is just gonna like turn into a, a fan podcast for uh, Pirates of the caribbean but when you look at her character arc i had never really seen a character arc like that portrayed um like, especially for like a kid, you're watching like this girl who goes from like, she's not a pirate. She doesn't know anything about being a pirate to like, she's literally like Lord of all the pirates, like the pirate king. And like, that was so epic to me, like to watch growing up. And like, even just aside from Pirates of the Caribbean, like I've always been just a huge pirate fan. Like I've got like all kinds of books on pirates. If there's like mm -hmm. pirate material out there, like I have it. And like, that's something me and my dad have always uh, really like bonded over is like, we've always said like, oh, if we could go back, we'd be pirates or whatever. But my dad's always been like, I'd be a good pirate. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just to see her arc of like, you know, so I almost kind of wanted to do something like in reverse of that for Violet. Um, you know, like she goes from being this, you know, like top of her game pirate to having to kind of adjust to like, you know, her life on land and at an estate and like what that looks like. Um, and so 
I don't know, my inspiration when writing her was just to, I wanted to create a character, um, you know, like with, with everything she's dealing with and like with grief and stuff, like I wanted to create a character that, um, I'm trying to think of how I want to say this. Cause like, I feel like a lot, I feel like the new Mary Sue character is like a, like, you know, badass like female, like with a sword, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I wanted to give her some dimension, uh, just with like, I don't know, like, her, you know, with everything she deals with, with like her grief and like things like that, that like sometimes, um, I'm really trying to think, I know I like sound like I'm rambling, but I'm really trying to think if I want to say without like spoiling any like no, future, um, <laughs> but, Take your time. um, I just wanted to give her like something where people, uh, eventually you're going to kind of be able to look back and see this is where like I'm really I'm walking a minefield here that's not what that's what you're not seeing is I'm walking in a field of mines um I want people to eventually be able to look back at her character and be like oh okay like I see kind of why she reacted to certain things a certain way because like when you really look at her character she's extremely sheltered I mean like obviously you know like everything she has ever been told has come from like one source, you know? Right. And and from what we've already seen, it's like, well, the majority of it has been lies. And so she, I mean, could you imagine having spent your whole life, you know, not even like seeing a tree? I mean, you know, like I, it was funny, some people like sent me memes and stuff like Violet needs to touch grass. Um, but like literally like you've, you've never seen a tree, you've never like been on land and all of a sudden your whole life is like, being thrown in front of you and kind of like, who would you cling to? I mean, she's never like been around, you know, a boy that's not like her relative or like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like right. some of the things with her character that you'll see, like as her arc develops over the series um, is you're definitely going to be able to kind of look back and see um, development with like, okay, her like coming to terms with, you know, who she is and like not wanting to be, you know, use, I mean, you caught a lot of stuff towards the end about like her and her like choices and how she feels about choices and like, um, just things like that. So my inspiration for writing her was really kind of just to make her as like realistic as possible. Like, yes, she is this, you know, like happy slashy, you know, stabby heroine, um, you know, who doesn't, you know, take anybody's bull, but like at the same time, she's, she's human. Like she's just, She's they all like the meme, like I'm just a girl, you know, like she's just a girl, like she's just trying to kind of like figure is she out human, Rebecca. <laughs> well, okay, you know what I mean, you know what I mean, human emotionally, but yeah, no, so, I know. So, yeah, she was good. giving very like teen emotions for me, like it was yes. very naive, exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, and that's what I wanted to portray, and I feel like to a lot of us, like me included, like I feel like you're. It went kind of for a while, like there was only YA characters that were like 16. And then it yeah. all of a sudden now there's this huge influx of like new adult and like characters who are 19 through, you know, and you don't want them to think like that. Like you want them to make like more grown up decisions. Like sometimes I read a book and I'm like, girl, like you're, you're 23 and like, you know, you're making decisions and saying things <laughs> that like I would not have been saying at 23, you know, yeah. but like maybe more like 16, but you know, Violet is 17 but you also have to like almost take a couple years off because, because of, yeah her, yeah her, you know because like her development uh, like yeah. even socially has been so you know like stunted and just um isolated so yeah i just wanted to make that feel as real as possible like some of her like 
you know, she has a lot of like back and forth and like, she'll make a decision and then she'll second guess herself and she'll change her mind. And like, you know, and I can really vividly remember my teen years and my teen angst and how all over the place I was. Um, so I wanted to see like, what would a character look like? You know, that's the typical, like what we see all the time. You know, she's like I said, like the badass heroine, but like, she's also like just a teenage girl, like who's, who's like been thrown into this really crazy situation. And all of a sudden she's like almost like an alien, you know, like, like she's totally new to all of this and like to kind of see the decisions that she would make and how she would feel about certain things. So yeah, that's my, um, 40, sorry for holding you here for 45 minutes, but that's my Ted talk on, um, my inspiration behind writing Violet. So we finally got there. No, it was great. It was was a journey. Yeah. No, I was gonna say, um, I look back at like my old like Facebook posts from my teen years, oh. and like it's so bad. It's pain. It's, it's so, so I'm like, I'm so vague too. I'm like, oh my gosh, I heard the best song today, but I don't write what song it's <laughs> yes, and I'm like, absolutely. dude, come on, Brie. You were right. fishing like, for attention here. <laughs> Right. You just get on there and you're like, I had a really great day. And it's like, okay. <laughs> like, What um, about it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I really, I can vividly remember what I was like as a teenager and it's just mostly embarrassing. And yep. so, yeah, it's, it's a lot of that went into Violet for sure. Yeah. Um, did I tell you about the pirate story that I have plotted? I don't know if it came up last time we talked. Um, I don't think so, but now you have to oh. tell me. <laughs> So it's based off one of my um, D&D characters. Okay. And she was kidnapped by pirates and, okay. like, abused as a child, like, growing up on the ship until she finally, like, snaps and kills the um, captain and takes over the ship as captain. Love that. And they call her, like, the blood siren because it nice. was, like, a dark and stormy night and she's, like, drenched in blood and blah, blah, blah. And then Amazing. the rest of the book is, like she's trying to get revenge on all the people that like wronged her while she was Love on the ship. That. Love so, that. It's That's plotted. amazing. I haven't wrote it yet, but you were talking about Elizabeth Swan, like turning into like the Lord of the pirates or the pirate King. And I'm like that. That's exactly what I was doing with um, her name. Stormy was stormy. Oh, <laughs> Love that. That's- but that's so pretty much that's going to be my new favorite pirate book when that Aww. comes out. Um, because now I'm going to be thinking about it like nonstop. Like, I'm still thinking about like your other story you were telling me about. I'm like, great, she's done it to me again. I'm working on it, babe. I'm working on it. You know, oh, no. I'm thinking about your Treasure Planet one that you still haven't <laughs> given me. <laughs> hey, I actually like since talking to you, it that's kind of like I don't know, like now I'm thinking about it again, Aww. and I'm like, maybe. Maybe I'll kind of like revisit it a little bit. Um, I want to like, as I have this problem, I'm sure you can relate to this. I'm sure a lot of people can. um, Where like, if I'm in the heat of like a project, like I'm in the middle of a project, like other projects start looking like real tempting, you know, like, oh man, it'd be really fun to like go work on whatever. And I think that's just because there's not like pressure surrounding that project. And so- I'm like telling myself, okay, if I can finish this first draft and get it off to my editor, I'm going to reopen that story and kind of really start taking it seriously. Um, 
to like put it out in the world. And I might even start like marketing it a little, like just kind of to um, dip my toe in the water and see what people think of it. Um, but yeah, so since talking to you, I hope you know that that has become something that I am um, further revisiting. So, cause I love that story. It's, yeah. it's really like, that was like my like passion project that I'd worked on for forever. And, um, but I just have always kind of wondered, like, is there like really like an audience for it? Because, you know, we're so, uh, you know, engulfed with like a certain type of fantasy right now. Like, I feel like if it doesn't like hit like these certain tropes, then like people are kind of like, well, eh, you know, not interested. And it really is more of a sci-fi fantasy. Um, like it really is more like, you know, like I talk about like Pirates of Caribbean, if you want more, like there's not really more like, but Treasure Planet, it's like, do you know of anything else that you can really watch that's like that other than maybe like Firefly or... Um, it's even more steampunk though. It is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is. And see, that's the thing is like the the story that I'm working on, I don't see it as steampunk in my mind. Like it's not steampunk. Like it really is like fantasy set in space with like the yeah. feel of Treasure Planet, you know? Um, right. So I don't know. I, I feel like that's kind of... I feel like it's been easy to market Nightweaver because it's like, oh, it's like pirates with kind of like some vampire stuff sprinkled in. But like with that book, I'm like, I feel like I need to be like, sit down. Like, let me tell you a story. <laughs> you know, like it's like a space this. fantasy. It is. Yeah. It's and not, I just, oh, you know, it is really hard to market that way because if you say space fantasy, <laughs> there's, yeah. my, there's my blunder for the day. If you say space fantasy, people are automatically going to be like, oh, so sci-fi. And you're like, no. Exactly. No. Think magic users that just happen to live in the stars. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's really that you just said it because like that's been my biggest problem is the moment you say space, you lose people. Like, yeah, okay. I, I got something for you. Okay. The scene from Stardust, either the book okay. or the movie, whichever, where they're yes. on the airship. Yes. And they're like in the lightning storm and they're like sitting on the clouds. Yes. That's more like it. That's yes. not sci-fi. I'm, I'm glad you said Stardust because that is one of like the comps. Like it's a, it's a Stardust type world. Yeah. But Stardust just is like my favorite book though. Yes, I love it. I actually, I, so I'm still waiting on it. Um, I ordered the like special edition I'm trying to think who it's from now. I don't know if it's Litjoy, um, but like it's one of really those. Like really pretty, like, black and blue one? Yes. And I, I want that been, so bad. I ordered it, like, way back, like, probably, like, July or something. And, like, yeah. it was supposed to ship in fall. And then it's, like, so I'm still waiting on that. So you said that. And now I'm, like, man, I really want my star dust. But, yes, um, that is a good comp. Yeah, because it's that, you, like, you've got it. You know you've caught the vision. Like, it's that yeah. feel. Um, but, like I said, the moment you say space, people think Star Wars or Star Trek or, you know, alien you know, it, people immediately think sci-fi and i'm like no it's it's not <laughs> we'll have to make a list because like your little like videos that you make that are amazing by the way um Thank but you. we'll have to like make a list of scenes that like fit yes. the vibe and we'll yes. i'll help you we'll, we'll work on please. it please <laughs> please because like i said you i feel like you get exactly what i'm saying i do and so obsessed with it Yes. I want it so bad. <laughs> you <laughs> mentioned it in your first episode of your podcast, and I was like, she's talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
I like, like I said, since I talked to you about it, I like can't stop talking about it or thinking about it again. Cause I'm like, yeah. Oh, well if I'll write it for Brie. If Brie wants oh, it. Yeah. Just for me. If I could just, if I could get it, but you know, okay. You have these loyal fans that will seriously read anything that you write. You know that, right? Oh man. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> so I've heard I, that <laughs> it's still a crazy concept to me. You're not, you're not getting that celebrity status yet. I like, I don't know. It's just like, okay, there's a an account now on Instagram. Um, I was just showing my parents earlier, but it's called Nightweaver Stands. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh, I made it. Like, Hold there's on. a, are you looking it up? Yes. Okay. They did, they even did this edit that I commented and I was like, I wish I would have thought of this, but they took like a interview that I had done. Um, um, they took like an interview that I'd done with like a, a TV station out of, I think it was South Carolina. Um, and kind of like, it's a really cool edit. You'll have to go watch it. But I was like, man, I wish I would have thought of this, but yeah, I'm like so mystified. Cause I'm like, who is it? Like, I need to know who this is, but. Is that the one that you posted on your story like a day ago or two days ago? I think so. Yeah. 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 I yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, awesome. it's crazy. So yeah, I mean, I, I've. I would hope that it would tr like the people that are like Nightweaver fans. I would hope that it would translate um, over to this other story. Uh, mm -hmm. But like I said, I just feel like I don't know. Space is a hard sell for some it people, is. and like it's a lot of world building. Um, it's it's a lot of world building, and it's a huge cast of characters, and it's just a very different type of story. Um, not really a very different type of story. Like it follows a main character who um this is the first time ever telling anybody this so you're, you're like an exclusive this um, exclusive this is yeah. it guys yeah it's like a story that follows it really follows two main characters um and i won't get into that because that would be complicated to explain but one of the main characters um to boil down the story she's trying to find her dad um and her dad had like left and but then she finds out that her dad had stolen this thing um that now she needs and so she's trying to find him and she's um she's lost her memory so she's trying to figure out you know what all of the events were leading up to her losing her memory and you know now to get herself out of the situation she's in she needs this thing that her dad had stolen so she's trying to find her dad she's trying to find this thing um so yeah it's uh i don't remember why i started saying that you had said something and i was like oh, i'll explain the story um Oh, I was saying it's like a different kind of story, but I mean, right. it really has kind of the same heart of Nightweaver, um, you know, just like, uh, like family loyalty, you know, family bonds and, and found family. It's a, the reason I really, really love that story, um, is it's, I really get to play with found family in it. Like it's a very yeah. much like a hodgepodge group of people that get together, for like this common goal and there's so many plot twists like especially towards the end um and it's like I, even my editor has said like it's a story where like you you don't know who to trust like you want to trust people but you don't know if you should trust them um so it's just a really fun it's a fun story it's a fun world to play in but it is like a lot and so in try now that i i have to focus so much on marketing i'm like I'm trying to think of how to market it all the time. And I'm like, I just don't know if there's like an audience for that book. Um, 
Like there I is. would be the audience. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> there you. is. Thank I will you. buy every single copy if I have to just to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, man, like somebody bought like 10,000 copies and like it flashes to like a scene of you like surrounded by yep. these books. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. But yes, that's it's something I definitely want to do. So thank you for um you will definitely have a spot in those acknowledgements because thank you for pressuring you to do it (laughs) yeah exactly thank you for being interested (laughs) oh no you're gonna get a spot in my acknowledgements and i'm like this book got finished because of her (laughs) oh hey i love it legit stopped okay (laughs) um let's go back to nightweaver ria moore asks what do philip and killian have in common That would be a spoiler. Um, You will find out more in book two. That is all I can say. Okay, is Philip not dead too now? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I can't answer that without my lawyer present. No, I'm just kidding. Um, No, I mean, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead, guys. (laughs) This isn't an Owen situation. (laughs) Right. God, I mean, losing my mind saying, look, Owen's not freaking dead. I know it. Like, I lost sleep over <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Like, every time you said it, I'm like, just keep reading. Like, oh. Process, and I do, like, chapter at a time. So it took me a long time to get there. <laughs> it really did. It really did. But when you got there, I loved, I loved hearing your reactions. You were so funny to listen to because, like, when you finally got there, you were like, I'll take my award. Like, this is it. Like, I knew it. I, I, at like, one point, I, I was like, here's my trifecta. Yeah. I was like cheering you on. I was like, yes, yes. Like, you're, you're there. Oh. oh, and you you called it really early on with the bird thing. With the raven. Because yeah. the raven kept showing up and you were like, man, this raven means something. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Thank yeah, you for noticing. <laughs> Well, was it before then or after, like, the first Raven that she said Owen would want to be a bird? Uh, I think you see the first one. Honestly, listening to you go through them was a good recap for me. Um, (laughs) You're welcome. But I think it was, there's one that she sees before she makes the comment. Yeah, she sees it, and then she goes, he would want to be a bird, maybe he got his wish. And I was like, bitch, yeah, he did. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you had a few things like that. Like, I think you caught on with the bracelets really early on. Um, like before it was even mentioned, you were like, I think these bracelets mean something. Um, mm-hmm. there were like a couple of things that I was like, yeah, like she's, she's on it. Like she's got it. Is so. that another Pirates of the Caribbean reference too? like having a trinket? Honestly, like no, the, no, it wasn't. Okay. Cause the Wait, pirate no, lords. I want to hear oh, your, oh, yeah. you know what? Yes. Yes. You're right. Now that you say that, I'm like, I knew there was a reason. <laughs> But yeah, the, yeah, when they put all their like pieces in or and whatever. That, yeah, all the pieces of eight. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was definitely a subtle callback. It's been so long since I created that idea that I was like, I knew there was a reason that I called it that. But then you said that. I'm like, yes, that's it. Look at you. This, <laughs> I need you like to be beside me while I'm like doing interviews and oh. things. So you can be like, yes. Call me up. I got you. All right. <laughs> I'm here for you. You're just too good. You're better than me. You know my book better than me. Okay. Here's what we do for the, for the Treasure Planet one minute, right? Okay. All right. We co-write it. <laughs> Hey, honestly, I would definitely like you're somebody that for that story specifically, like, don't be surprised if I'm hitting you up and like asking you to beta read and all that, because Girl. like you, you know more about it now than anybody. So 
Yeah, I'm I'm totally down for that. Are you kidding? Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Deal. Let's see. This one is not ne- exactly Nightweaver related, but a little bit. Um, Kenzie asks, "What are your top three favorite fantasy creatures that are not your own creations?" That's a good question. Um, okay, I, I, my automatic one is dragons because I love dragons. Same. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, dragons are, it's really going to be hard for me because I'm like all of them. Um, dragons, <laughs> and then um, I'm trying to think. Obviously, like pixies. I love like fairies, pixies, like all that. Um, but then also, and this is going to be, this is courtesy of Harrison helping me uh, think about this, but I love nifflers from like Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Right. Um, I like have like all of these like Niffler like stuffed animals. I have like a Niffler lounge fly. Um, and that's like that counts, right? That's like a fantasy creature that I didn't create. So hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. So I didn't even I'm, think about like Harry Potter when I was thinking, I'm like, I'm gonna answer this too. Um, when I was yeah. thinking about what fan I was not thinking about like Harry Potter creatures. I was thinking about more like folklore, mythology, stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, good job, Harry. So what are your three? Um, so dragons for sure, number one. And I'm gonna put the Loch Ness monster in with the dragon category. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Um, I'm totally obsessed with the th- like the lore of the Loch Ness monster. Same. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> I feel like we have a lot to talk about there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna get into it, but oh I could go on. <laughs> same. Literally same. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll just a one real quick. We're not going to get into it, but <laughs> do you do you have the theory about it being like salmon? No. Okay, we'll have to talk about. Uh, okay, you're like okay, we've got more to we're, talk we're about. Just do it. We're, we have the time, guys. We have the time. Okay, so the theory I saw about the Loch Ness monster was that it acts like salmon in a way where it swims upstream to give birth. Okay, and so it only comes to the net the lock the lock the lit is it's lock right lock. the lock yes. yeah uh, the lock it goes to the lock to like seasonally yes it doesn't live there that's why you can't always find it unless that's- you're looking at the exact day that it's on vacation like it's not gonna be there <laughs> that is brilliant my my theory is so basic like about it but like obviously i've like always loved dinosaurs i've been like obsessed with dinosaurs since i was a kid and it's like it's literally the same shape as like a uh, what is it? And I'm like totally blanking. A plesiosaur. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Oh, like with the, with the fins. Yes. I mean, yeah, I, I know like, what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like even from the time that I was a kid, I felt like you peons. That's like, a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's Obviously. it's solved. Like, let's just like shut this case. You know, like it's a dinosaur. But I mean, like really though, like okay, we still have sharks. Right. Um, we still have alligators. We still have all of these things that are like left over from chickens the- are technically T Rexes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are. They are the closest yeah. living relative. But like you know, okay, when you take into account that we only like there's still like what like seventy percent of the ocean that we have not even yes. explored. Oh my gosh! It's, it's like so you're gonna tell me. You're gonna tell me that there are not still dinosaurs. I mean, like when uh-huh. they dive down. The type of stuff that they're seeing, I'm like, okay, if you found that fossilized, you'd be like, it's a dinosaur. But, like, it still exists. Like, it's still down there. So, yeah, that's my rant. That's my rant of the day. Literally rants about that all the time. I'm like, we know more about freaking outer space. Literally. we still believe in aliens, but you're going to tell me there's no megalodon in the ocean. 
Absolutely. There's no mermaids in the ocean. Absolutely. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this This is something I could talk. We'll just turn it into a completely different podcast. We need like oh our own, gosh. like, uh, what do they call those? Like, crypt. I'm like blanking. Crypt- oh, cryptids? Crypt- cryptids. Cryptids. Yes. Cryptids. Yeah. We just need our own, like, podcast where we talk about Crypt- cryptids. Yeah. Would you like to start a cryptid podcast? Honestly, like as soon as I find the time, that's like number one on my list because I could talk about stuff like Bigfoot, like all I could talk about it all day. Gosh, no conspiracies. I'm in. I'm Mm -hmm. all in, dude. It's not even funny. Okay, so so with that being said, dragons, (laughs) right? Mermaids slash sirens, but I'm not gonna go with like the bird sirens. I'm gonna go with like the mermaid sirens, right? Right, right. And then um, three. Probably fairies. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. But I you like, gotta like go the with creepy ones, like the changeling type of fairies. I don't know. Yes. Those are just super fascinating to me. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I, you're going to like book two. You're oh. going to like book two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm already turning. I'm already getting unhinged. So thanks for that. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> just give me something to think about. I'm like, is there a changeling now? <laughs> Oh, like man. Violet's not Violet, guys. She's a changeling. I'm calling um, it. No, I'm just no comment. <laughs> um, oh. Okay. Speaking of, what's your favorite element that you built in Nightweaver of the world? Sorry, your okay. favorite element from the world that you built in Nightweaver. Yeah, I was gonna ask you because, like, I was thinking about that earlier, and I'm like, I really don't know how to answer that. Um, okay. So, like, what would you like? Def- like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, kind of like a. Cause I'm like trying to think, cause everything kind of pulls from like more familiar lore anyway. Right. So I'm like, I don't know what, like, how about this? How about I ask you what your oh. favorite element was? Okay. <laughs> and then I can kind of figure out like how to answer that. Um, Just to put you on the spot. I know. Right. <laughs> but, okay. Okay. Well, let me, let me ask a different question first because this okay. might affect my answer. What makes night weavers look different from humans? Because there was a moment where, at the very beginning, when we meet Will for the first time, she's saying, like, they're supposed to look like monsters, but instead she sees the face of a boy. Right. And then she walks into rooms later and is like, oh, every single person here is a Nightweaver. Right. How does she know by looking at them if they look like humans? So that is really more like... um Kind of like a class thing, because like, like in the world that she's operating in, because okay, I went, I, I, this was something early on when I was working in the development of it that I was like, okay, do I want them to look different, um, and like have something physical, um, you know, other than like their eyes glowing, like when they're around blood and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's really no, like, physical marker to like determine, but it's more of like a. Like, she knows, like, when she's, like, at the ball, like, when she's in a room full of Nightweavers, like, she knows everybody there is a Nightweaver. Like, she's already been told that. Like, she knows that if they're at that level, you know, at that status to be at that kind of party, then they have to be a Nightweaver, you know? Because, like, otherwise, right. like, humans are, humans like, servants. Have that status, right. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of how she can tell. Which, the reason that I ended up going with... um not having like a physical like sign um was because obviously there's going to be moments later um in the series and in the books where you're kind of like you don't know you know what i'm saying gotcha yes okay so then going back to my favorite elements (laughs) okay (laughs) i was hoping that you would be like i was hoping i missed something 
Um, but I, I like how you're doing it but I was like did I miss like is there a towel do they have pointed ears you know like <laughs> no that was something I thought about doing early on but then I was like no like because like I said there's certain things that I want to do that I'm like if right if you could look at a person and know then like it would affect certain things going forward that's totally fair okay I mean like it really <laughs> sorry go even, ahead. no 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 you're good I just wanted to say too like even if you think about like the fact that one of her parents is a night weaver then like, you know, otherwise she'd be able to look at them and see that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I, oh my gosh, my questions about that. I figured they were too spoilery if I asked about that. I left it out of the list mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was like, no, that's definitely spoilery. That's definitely going to come back later. What were you going to ask? Um... I mean, I guess I didn't really have, like, a specific question. It was more just, like... A general. <laughs> a general, like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess, it like, a specific question would be, like, why weren't all of her siblings half Nightweaver? Right. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm sure that'll come back later. It will. Unless they are and they just don't know. See, I'm already spiraling, guys. Right. Yeah. I, that, that would definitely be a spoiler, but yes. Um, what I, what I said, I don't feel like it's too spoilery because I feel like I kind of say it in the first book. So right. we're just going to run with that. We're gonna run okay. With cool. That. I just wasn't sure. Cause like when, when, when you're on a ship, how right. do you know it's a night weaver ship? Like if they all look human, they could just be rich pirates. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. So, uh, well, you're on to something. That, I know. <laughs> you're, you're on to something. It all has a reason. Everything right. has meaning. Okay. So my favorite element from the world would probably be the silks. Also, am I pronouncing that correctly? Is it a yes, silk? Okay. It is. Yes. I was worried the whole time. I was like, I'm going to be saying this wrong, but fuck it. We're going for this. <laughs> right. So no. I really liked the silks in the way that they were like, like shadow creatures. Cause those have like plagued me my entire life. I feel like I like see things like, mm-hmm. you know, in the shadows and I'm like, this is terrifying, yep. but it was amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> it is amazing. And I like how you had like, um, the two different worlds that they came from and like the backstory of like how they came to this world. That honestly helps me give my answer because like originally I was even talking to Harrison earlier and I was like I don't know because like if I just say like night weavers like I feel like that's like, <laughs> so broad you know like yeah. I really oh my favorite thing from night weavers probably the night weavers um, <laughs> but no I you saying that yeah I would honestly I'm gonna go with like a similar answer to that um thank you for helping me <laughs> answer gotcha, me. <laughs> but um yes um, honestly, I love the shifters. Um, and that uh-huh. is going to be something that comes into play a lot, like especially in the second book, just because they can take on like these different forms. And so there's a lot of fun that I can have with that within the story, um, which you will see when you get to book two. So yeah, that would be my answer. Okay, I love cool. your answer because that's that was something I had a lot of fun creating and kind of figuring out the rules for was like the underling creatures and like kind of their different, you know, um, what's the word that I'm looking for, like types and species and stuff. So, so yes. Well, that's one thing that I didn't see coming at all was that like they had come, I, I like in my mind, I categorize it like heaven and hell. I know it's not mm-hmm. the same thing, but that, you know, that's how I rationalize yes but i like that they like come to like have this like battle on earth essentially yep 
<laughs> and I, I didn't see that coming as a backstory. I was like, oh, they're just like stronger creatures that took over. And then you get into detail about that they're from two different planes and they come in the middle and like they've just taken over the world as we know it. I just, I didn't see it coming. And then you have the whole backstory of like the queen underling. And I'm just like, dang, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm cooking. Yeah, <laughs> just, no, just let me it, cook. It, it's all, it's simmering there. It's simmering. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thank you. Silks, though, when they're banished, is it indefinitely or can they come back? They can come back. Um, it's more of like, you know, like when you're playing like a video game and you respawn to a checkpoint, mm -hmm. like, it's kind of like that. Like they get banished and it's going to be a lot harder for them now to like get past like the, um, like the front lines of the battle that kind of keeps them like in the burning lands. Um, so that's where they, they get banished, you know, back to Hellion or whatever, or not Hellion, um, back to Havoc. And then they can, they can come back, but it's going to be more difficult now to like get all the way back to like where they were you know what i'm saying so gotcha. they're not like indefinitely banished okay does that make sense yeah because okay. now this one's coming back with a vengeance yes yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Do, okay so do all of the um silks have names yes so oh. and that's something too that like i um expound upon more like in the second book okay um is like names and and things like personalities that, so. and they're yes. their own people okay yes awesome because i really i think if that's one thing that i would like ask for more of not to put any pressure on you but <laughs> i want i want to know the silks like as their own characters as opposed to just like shadow creatures you know what i mean like i yeah. want the personalities behind them absolutely i want yes. a silk love interest no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> right we already, we're drowning in love interest already um okay right up. Okay, well, we haven't talked about Owen. Okay. Okay. So, does Owen, <laughs> his personality, would he, if he hadn't changed into a shifter, would he still kind of end up being a ruthless, kind of evil killer? Or it, it, did his personality change as a product of his situation? I love that question. Um, because, and I'm trying to think of how to answer it without spoiling it. Um <laughs> I will just like as a teaser say Owen is a character that gets explored a lot more in the second book. Um, okay. But yes, I mean, obviously, like, here's how I'll answer it. I'll answer it by not really answering it. But right. like, okay, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, you take this character who, you know, like when you look at even what I've what I've given of his backstory, you know, like, he wants this thing. Nobody will let him have it. Yep. And he is, he's the oldest. He's like the, you know, the most loyal. He like is the glue, you know, he's like holding the whole family together. There's like all this pressure on his shoulders. And um, something that I did even like with all of the siblings, cause like I come from a big family is I wanted to kind of pull from all the things that I know all of my siblings in their different positions in the family, like always say like, oh, as the oldest, I feel this way, you know, like all like oldest children can relate to this or like as the middle child, I kind of feel, you know, more like this, whatever. Um, so I mean, you're looking at Owen, he's, he's the oldest kid, he's got all this pressure on him and he's trying to hold everything together. And really like, he's this, he's the more like positive, you know, like even in the beginning when she's talking about like, you know, he's the one that like laughs when they're like in battle and like everyone kind of looks to him, you know, 
to, to kind of be their guidepost. And, you know, he wants this thing and nobody will let him have it. He can't understand why his parents like won't believe him, listen to him. And, you know, can you imagine being, you know, in your early twenties, you've lived your whole life sheltered on the ship, nowhere to go, you know, no, no way to get, I mean, when like even over Christmas, like being with all my family in one house, like you want to like go off and have your own space and like your own independence. And like, he's never had that. And so there are like a lot of those feelings, you know, of like bitterness and, you know, so then when he's turned, you know, and he's finding out, you know, he's finding out the same things that Violet is finding out, but he's finding them all out in a different way, you know? Um, and so he's finding out that he's been lied to and like, you know, these certain things are real and, and, you know, like he was right and nobody listened to him. And, and now look at where they're at, you know, if people would just listen to him, you know? So, I mean, if you take all of that and you, you get to where we see him in that final, you know, like climax with, you know, the conversation between him and Violet, it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like, you know, his journey has been almost parallel to Violet's, but like in such a different environment. I mean, he's been surrounded by, you know, like these, he, he is like now like a, a an underling. He's a, a dark creature. He's got these, you know, he's influenced now by that world. Um, and so, and, and, you know, he's built up this anger of like watching his family kind of like just move on from him. Um, And that was something that I really wanted to like play with, with his character too, was like, you know, people always say like, what would it be like to like watch your own funeral and like who would come and how would people act? How would people grieve you? You know, all that kind of stuff. And it's like for Owen, like he, he does get to see that, you know, like he really gets to see like, what is this like? What does it look like with my family moving on from me? You know? Um, So like I said, I think if you take all of that and you see him in that final scene, I mean, it kind of makes sense for him to be like kind of like almost I wanted to convey almost like a sense of like madness, you know, like it like definitely feel- got anger for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like just like kind of like this crazed like anger of like, you know, look, they've like lied to us, all of this stuff, and like, you know. So I definitely wouldn't say that he would have always become like this evil guy who's like, hey, you know, stab your dad if she gets the answer wrong, you know, but like, but definitely I would say that his journey up to that point that we don't get to see has influenced him to become, you know, and like she makes comments even in the beginning. Sorry, I know this is like a super long answer, but this is like one of my favorite things to talk about. (laughs) Um, But like she even makes comments early on about, you know, like, like when Henry trips like Margaret, you know, and she's like, you know, all my siblings would have had their own way with dealing with Henry, but like, you know, Owen would have had a way of dealing with Henry that like, you know, would have been even worse. So like, he's definitely always been like, you know, uh, a more um, like cutthroat type of person. Um, But from since you're only hearing about Owen through Violet's perspective, I mean, Violet like looks at him like this really jolly, like kind, warm, loving older brother. You know what I'm saying? So I just think, like I said, I, I'm trying to like answer it without really answering it. Um, but I guess I'm probably like now given like a really like in-depth answer. Um, but yeah, I think if you take all of that and kind of see where he ends up, um, it kind of makes sense for the character. And then take that and know that moving forward, you're going to get a lot more of Owen. Like there's a lot more of Owen to come. So 
and a lot more of uh, developments and things. So that's my answer. Because that's exactly what prompted it was all the information we were getting about Owen. We had that very short scene at the very beginning where we saw his personality a little bit and like he was like merciful, but still strong, still like, you know, happy go lucky for the most part until things got really, you know, bad. But (laughs) yeah. And then when she's talking about him, she's always like, you know, I love my brother so much. He was the best brother in the world. And so seeing him like literally like willing to chill to kill children and, you know, killing pets and like leaving bloody massacre scenes everywhere. And like, I'm like, this is dark. This is a big jump from how Violet sees Owen versus how Owen is now. Mm -hmm. And I figured like his situation was a big part of that, like forming him to that. But I, that's why I wanted to ask, because I didn't think that, just becoming a shifter made him evil. I think it yes. was built up. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. Cause like you said, I mean, and I've even talked to like some of my alpha readers and stuff about it. Like, you know, you, cause they're all asking me for like a, a spinoff book of just like, like from Owen's like, perspective. From Owen's perfective. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and, and really like, that's something that I, I did think about like a lot while I was writing it and like, you know, to get to that point with his character at the end is like, what is going on in his life over the course of all of these months? You know, like he wakes up and is like a shifter and now he's like thrown into this situation and he's like given orders and, and, you know, all of these things and he's, he's having to do all this stuff and like, what is it like for him? Like, it's gotta be like really dark, you yeah. know? Um, so yeah, definitely. Like it's more of like a, you know, it's a build to, to get to where they're at at the end, you know? Yeah. Yes. Good question though. Good question. I'm, I'm very interested in, in seeing more <laughs> of Owen though, because he's been driving me crazy since day one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. I think that was like my most unhinged was talking about Owen. <laughs> so, I loved it. Um, okay. So the meanings of the flowers. Right. Are those things that are real meanings like in real life or are they your creations um it's a mix so like um and like there's obviously like one or i mean two couple flowers that like are made up um and the meanings are made up but for the most part like if it's a real flower um i'll kind of draw from because that's something i've always been like really like i could go on about that forever but like and especially like it's a big deal in like, you know, the Victorian era, the Gilded Age, you know, things like that of where like flowers had very specific meanings. Like even in other cultures, it's like you better not bring this type of flower to like a homecoming because like that's a funeral flower. And, like you know, so I've always been really fascinated in that and kind of how we've lost that, especially like in our society. That's not really like a thing. Um, so some of the flowers, like I'll take a meaning from like real life, like it's real life meaning and I'll like maybe twist it, play with it a little bit. Some of them are just, um, you know, cut and dry, you know, like what they are. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely like a mixture of both, like real life and kind of my own imaginings, I guess you could say. Yeah. So you had put a lot of emphasis in the decorations of the carnations in the ballroom. And with Will's mother also being, you know, the type of Nightweaver that I forget what you called them, but the ones that like work with the flowers and like help them grow. Ah, uh, bone wielders. Yes. Thank you. 
You're welcome. <laughs> so I'm assuming she also puts heavy meaning on flowers, correct? Correct. So is there a meaning for the carnations in the ballroom? There is. Um, and I've, is been, like, going back, <laughs> I've been going back and forth over like, do I want to like touch on it or um because i'm really trying to think like how i want to answer that um because i feel like i i I, i'm sure you heard but if you remember i said like the rebellion or the rebels can use flowers to send messages yes (laughs) and i'm like so is she sending a message like straight in the face of all the other night weavers that are there like is she like throwing this message in their face and they have no idea because they don't know what carnations mean so (laughs) (laughs) i'm I don't, you're, you're, you're good. Um, I, I'm trying to think now what I want to say, but okay. Um, okay. I'll give you something. So like a real, a real life, um, meaning behind like red carnations is that they like in some like, uh, context, they've been called like the flower of the gods or like, you know, they represent like an eternal like love. Um, so that was definitely an influence into picking them. But also, you know, like, and Will even talks about it at one point when he's telling her, I think when he's telling her about the blood roses for the first time. But, you know, he talks about how, like, Nightweavers kind of see, like, they kind of have, like, a disdain for, like, red roses, like, in general, because, you know, like, they remind them of, you know, like, the blood rose. And now, like, that's, like, a, um, you know, like, a, a resource that they don't have a lot of. So... Um, a limited resource. That's what I was trying to say. Um, so yeah, a lot of that played into me picking red carnations for, um, that scene. And I, I want to say something and I hope that it's not like a, it's, I don't think it's a spoiler. Um, but I wanted to plant like a very subtle message. Um, even just for my, some things I put in there just for myself. Um, but it's almost like a, it, they are kind of a foreshadowing. Um, that's all I'm going to say because I feel like if I say the next thing out of my mouth, then you're gonna you're gonna like pick up on something. But the, okay. they're kind of like a for, they were foreshadowing for me. Um, it's one of those things that like later on you'll be able to go back and be like, oh my god, like it was okay, right cool. in front of our faces. But yes, there is a reason that I picked those flowers. So. Okay. I hope that's satisfactory. No, it's good. You're just you're. <laughs> You're making my gears turn and <laughs> good. Oh, yeah, I like it. Um, let's see. What other Oh, the funeral passage. Yes. How did you write that? Where did you get that from? You know, <laughs> I would love to say that I like have this really deep um like like oh, I you know, sometimes I just write things and they stick and I don't change them. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, I mean, okay, so Obviously, like, you know, they come from, like, Gregory's Psalter. So the inspiration from that was kind of, like, a mixture between, like, because obviously there's a lot of, um, like, uh, you know, like you said, like, heaven and hell, you know, like, things like, a lot of, like, references are pulled from, um, you know, like, the Bible and things like that. Um, But also in Pirates of the Caribbean, just to go back, um, you know, they have, like, the code, you know, like, the pirate code. And so... I was like trying to think of like, okay, well, what would be some like guidebooks? Cause I mean, you've got 600 years of this culture of like these humans that are pirates at sea, like what things have been passed down, 
um, you know, like obviously they would have like their own kind of almost like religion, like their own text, their own, you know, um, things like that, that they, you know, like that they use to like, you know, cause they have all of these very strict like rules, you know, like the trinkets and the, you know, all these things that is their code, you know, like the pirate code. So that was kind of the inspiration for the idea behind like having like a passage that she would have read like at a funeral. Um, but like, as for the actual words in the passage, they were just, I kind of sometimes put things down as placeholders, like I said, and then they just end up, I'm like, yep, that's good. That's I'll, I'll keep with that. So that's my, uh, that's my answer. <laughs> Well, I really liked it. I did. Thank I really you. liked it. So Thank I wanted you. to ask about it. Thank but you. do you have the story of Astrid and the Seven Candle Crown? I have it, um, but it will come into play. So yeah. I know <laughs> when I saw that question, I was like, oh man, like I really like you're you, like I said, you're picking up on things that I'm like, man, <laughs> she's going to ask me questions that I can't answer. But yes, I have the answer, um, but it will come into play. So what, what, what brought that one up for me was that we had we got the story of Titus, like as the consolation. Right. And right. it played a big part. And I was like, oh, well, she like casually mentioned Astrid. I wonder what that story is. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it was so casual, too. It was just like they're having the cute little date night. And she's like, yeah, that's Astrid. And I'm like, oh, what's Astrid's story? <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. All of, um, I will say just for you that any, pretty much any constellation she has mentioned, you will get the story behind it. Um, so that's I, I assumed a little bit <laughs> that it would, it would come into play. Right. Um, I just wasn't sure if you were like throwing it in as like a setup for Titus to mean something later or... You know what I mean? Just, like, make it right. seem like, yeah, she really loves her constellations. Um, right. A little and that's bit of both. Titus, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Titus is important, but I'm going to just go back a little bit. Because the seven candle crown, like, come <laughs> on. Right, yeah. It's coming so, to play. <laughs> yes. Okay, great. I can't wait. Um, Where did you get the inspiration for the pixie language? Um, again, that was one of those things, um, where, so I've always been really interested in languages, just period. Um, my mom, uh, was an opera singer. And so she had to like sing in a, in a lot of different languages and, and had to take a lot of like classes in those languages, you know, like help with pronunciation stuff. My mom, like growing up, like would teach me, um, she would like teach me a lot of like, you know, different like phrases and words. So I got really interested in learning other languages. So that's kind of always been something that I do for fun. Um, and so when I was coming up with that, I was just trying to think like, okay, like what are some sounds that I feel like, and this is going to be like such a, like, honestly, I feel like such a lame answer. But like, what are some sounds that I feel like these like pixies would like make? Like, what would this kind of sound like? And I wanted it to have kind of, um, Almost like I'm trying to think of like a language that like I could compare it to in my mind that I'm like hearing um, almost like a like like a like Russian or like a Slavic kind of um, like some of the like really harsh um, consonants, but also that really kind of like like a lot of the sounds like softer sounds. I probably sound like an idiot like talking about this, but like, so those were kind of the things that I like had in mind when I was like thinking, okay, like what would be some of the syllables that I would like mesh together that would make like these words that they're saying? Um, so yeah, I, I'm trying to think like, there's not like really a, which I've thought like I should come up with like an actual 
like alphabet and like, you know, so that like, cause I mean, people could think like learn like Klingon and like, you know, Elvish and things like that. Um, I would love to have like an actual um, like set of letters um, and alphabet, but then for continuity's sake, I feel like I would like trip all over myself if I didn't spend like months actually planning that out. So, so yeah, as of right now, it's just kind of like what comes to me in the moment. Um, Cause I can hear that sound. Like I can hear the sound of their language. Can um, you speak it? speak it no yeah can you <laughs> say it no that you hear say it out loud <laughs> I don't want to. that's like one thing <laughs> that's one thing you will never catch me doing no it is like I'm even like that like with like certain like languages and stuff that I'm really confident speaking like I I don't like to speak them because it's like I feel like I sound stupid so um just can you speak do what what other languages can you speak um, well, I can speak Spanish. Um, I, I'm not going to say that I'm fluent in any of these because right. fluency like implies like a, a lot more than just being able to speak the language. I feel like, I feel like it's like, you've got to like know like context and slang and like all those it's things. It's a but vacation fluency. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> like it's, I call it conversational. I'm conversational, um, okay. in Spanish. Um, I'm conversational in German. Uh, I used to be fairly good at French, um, but I have not, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. So I have not practiced that in a really long time. Um, that was actually the first language that I learned. Um, yes, me too. I went to Paris and I was like, I have to know French. Yes. So, (laughs) and sometimes like before, like, especially like in Orlando and stuff, like a lot of Uber drivers are like, you know, like they speak different languages and stuff. So like, Mm -hmm. I'm still, I'm good enough still to like speak to them and like Harrison's always like wow <laughs> you know um so that's my little party trick that I pull out um when we're I saw like, on your, your stories you like replied to somebody in French and I was like girl <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's still there but I'm um, definitely that's one of those that I'm like least confident in like my my accent and my vocabulary and everything especially because like Oh man, like French, there's so you're gonna get me off on like a whole nother thing now. French, there's like so many like exceptions to the rule, which it's something fun that I always like point out to Harrison is like if I was not a native English speaker and I was trying to learn English, it would be the hardest language to learn. Because there are just so many things that we like take for granted that we say that I'm like, if I was trying to learn English, I would be like, what is going on? You know? Um but yeah, anyway, that's my, again, my very long roundabout answer to um, the pixie language, so. The names of the ships. Yes. Is it spoilery? <laughs> um, okay. No and yes. Um, okay. So, yes. Um, two-part answer. Um, there are meanings behind all of the ship names. Um, some of them are, most of them are spoilery. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, all of them are spoilery. And there's even one um, that I feel like everyone will kind of skip over that will come back into play um, that has a double meaning. And it's not going to be any of the obvious choices um, that you're thinking of. Because um, I'm sure you're immediately Going like... through the ones that... Yeah. <laughs> that I know. It's, so, yeah, there's... there. It's... Yeah, there's definitely meaning behind all of the ship names. Um, but I cannot, I cannot tell you the meanings. Okay. So just, yeah, 
I'll, th- I'll throw I'll throw some ideas out. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> we know Lightbringer has the name, like the um, the connection to Queen. Was it Marana? Marana. Marana. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. I was going to ask about that too. I forgot. <laughs> so Lightbringer has a connection to Queen Marana, which I thought was really interesting. That she's like the queen of the underlings, which is what they're fighting against, and this is her family ship. And I'm like, hmm, mm-hmm. interesting. That one of her parents happens to be a Nightweaver, so mm-hmm. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Secondly, I feel like I'm listening to like one of your. Po- I'm like just right? listening to your podcast right now because usually I'm hearing you say this stuff and I'm like answering you in the car, and right now I'm like I'm actually talking to her. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking about that one. Okay, um, Death Whale. I thought was more of just like the vibes that it gives. Like people are dying on it, and so people are wailing. <laughs> I will say yes, that one, yeah, that's the, that that's one doesn't have one. any okay. deeper. <laughs> yeah. That's all I think about whenever I hear death well. I was like, yeah, people wailing because they're dying. Yeah. I get it. Okay. <laughs> that one was surface um, level. <laughs> yeah, you got that one. I think the one I want to pick apart the most is the Star Chaser. I knew you'd say that. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, you know how I get <laughs> with love interest though. Right. And I thought it was very intentionally put in the place that it was right after Violet is like, I'm a star. And then you're like, this is the star chaser. I'm like, okay. (laughs) There's, there's gotta be a connection there. (laughs) I'm just like, like literally sitting here. I wish it was video so you could see me. I'm just like sitting here like nodding and I'm like not saying a word. Um, Yeah. I mean, definitely. There's definitely a deeper meaning behind, behind it. So you're and on the right track. Think, when when you said Star Chaser, I was like, oh man, we have a new contender for favorite boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I oh, love man. when there's like the deeper meanings like that. And like, yes, Henry and Violet have that connection about both being survivors of the Death Whale. Right. Which, that's a whole nother thing. But with Titus having the Star Chaser and Violet being like, I'm a star. I'm like, Okay. He's going after her because he's already saved her once. Maybe even more. <laughs> more than that, if we're really breaking it down. But oh man. Yeah. I I oh. love I love listening. I'm gonna miss like listening to you talk <laughs> about it. Like I'm I'm already as I'm I'm like literally as I'm writing the second book, I'm thinking like I'm excited to hear her like her takes on this stuff. Like as I'm writing it, I'm like, ooh, you know, because especially like I've been listening to your recap while I'm like working on the second draft. And I'm like, you would say something. And I'm like, oh man, just wait till she gets to this scene, you know? So you have to send it to me. I'll send you my reactions. Yes, uh, please. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I will hundred percent send you my reactions. Perfect. Um, I will, I will expect nothing less. So I will hold you to it. Yeah. I was looking at my notebook. Cause I keep like notes on, like I, I read a chapter, I write down all my notes as I'm reading. And then I go back when I record and I read through my notes for that chapter. Yeah, I have like 30 pages <laughs> in my notebook. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, pretty I... sure. Let me see. I'm going to compare to how many pages I had for iron flame. Oh man. <laughs> Cause iron flame. I had a lot of pages too. Do you have it right in front of you or are you looking? I do. I do. Um, Okay. It's almost the same. That's amazing. It really is. I took so many notes on my (laughs) finger. 
I would like love to see that note because at one point, I don't remember what it was, but you were like, I put this in my notes and I thought it was so funny because I'm like, that's also how I like take notes for stuff like that. I like make comments like to a character. (laughs) It's like, oh man. Yeah. Your, your whole commentary about Will was hilarious. Like I was rolling and you like kept pointing out you were like, yeah, like he's the only one that hasn't complimented her. Like he hasn't complimented her all night. And then it was the chapter where he does get, he compliments her. <laughs> and I told Harrison, I was like, she skipped over the one compliment that he gave her like the whole night. Too late, like, Will. <laughs> too yeah. little, too late. <laughs> and you even said that. You were like, it's just too late. And I was like, oh man, it's just hilarious. Cause it is so funny. There are so many people that are like hardcore, like team Will, like, all about it and i'm like then it's funny like on your side i'm like she like made her decision so early on and just like was pedal to the metal like absolutely anti-will and it's just it's hilarious look i know will has his redeeming factors especially like you find out because like owen's like yeah he killed a whole bunch of people that weren't the death whale and you were like oh that bastard and then he's like (laughs) yeah but like they were eating their children and you're like okay I get it. <laughs> okay. But so even, like, when yeah. you were, <laughs> even when you were reading that, you were like finding ways to be like, but still. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's me doubling down though. Because I'm like, I've already decided I don't like it. <laughs> Literally like, and it was the scene too where like, um, she had just woke up on the Star Chaser and then Will like walks in and you were like roasting Will. <laughs> Dude, okay. Because he like instantly was just like, why didn't you wait? Why didn't you tell me she woke up? I'm like, it was 20 seconds ago. <laughs> he couldn't have even got out of his chair in time <laughs> before you're already pissed off. <laughs> Literally. I was like cracking up. It was so funny. Like all through those chapters of the ball, you were just like, Will, he's the, he's just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's really like once he came back, I was oh, like, when, when he, I was like, okay, so Will didn't send her the flowers, but maybe he should have. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's it. you're like maybe you should have. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Was, um, yeah, literally, like every five seconds, you would find a way to make something about like how much Will sucks. <laughs> you were like, yeah, and like they were doing this because Will sucks. Nothing to do with it. I'm like, just a reminder, <laughs> we hate Will. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, did I say in the sh- in the podcast in like the last episode? Did I say it's giving um, Tamlin? Tamlin, yeah, yeah, I did say that. Okay. Because I mean it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I laughed when you said that, too. And, like, I've told, like, Harrison's never read A Court of Thorns and Roses, but obviously I've walked oh. him through the whole plot. Um, okay. So when you said that, I was like, yeah, that's, I, like, had to, like, kind of give context. So I'm like, Tamlin, because that's, like, such a, like, you call any character like that, like, a Tamlin now, you know? Like, they're, they've got, like, Tamlin vibes. So when you said that, I was like, oh, my God. And I knew you were going to get there. Honestly, I was, like, anticipating you saying that just because of like how you felt about him i was like eventually she's gonna like i was thinking it and so i was like surely she's thinking it like but well, yeah i just feel like it kept getting it progressively worse in my mind because like <laughs> it started off where he's just like you know kind of like off-putting to her and like when she made the connection like he's never gonna be with me in public i was yeah. like yeah babe you deserve better than that like i feel like violet is my best friend that i have to like talk her out of bad relationships absolutely yep <laughs> yeah and, i'm oh, like girl he doesn't want to be with you he won't hold your hand or kiss you in public like is it worth it <laughs> well and i was gonna say too because that reminds me when you were reading it it was another thing that you caught and even harrison was like oh that was good because i wasn't even thinking about that but 
it was when you were reading it and you were like, um, which also side note on that, cause it's the same thing. It was the chapter before like the battle scene where everybody shows up and it like all kind of like comes together. And you were like, why is like Killian, why are they not like coming to help fight? Like, why is she just like going <laughs> off by herself? And Harrison was like, Harrison was like, cause you buried the plan. And I'm like, I know she'll get there. <laughs> like, it's okay. But you, you picked up really quickly on like, where's Will? Like during that scene, you were like, okay, like we know everybody else is here, but like, where is Will? And I just thought that was like a really good catch. Cause I feel like a lot of people have like told me like that they weren't even like thinking about it, but like you immediately were like, no, where is he? Like, because I'm so focused on like, why I don't want to like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you literally, you named everybody by name. You were like, this is where Jack is. This is where, um, like his, her sisters and brothers are. This is where, uh, Henry is. This is where, you know, Titus is like every single person was named by name except for Will. And well, I'm like, okay, well, Will was in the wall and he's not there anymore. So <laughs> yep. okay, yeah, I you do have one more question talking about this scene. So night weavers, when they're like near human blood, they react, right? Right. Oh yes. I feel like I know what you're going to ask. Go for so, it. It feels like, Will reacts a lot more aggressively than everybody else because Henry was able to stay and fight. Titus was able to stay and fight. His parents were able to stay and fight in a room full of, you know. <laughs> Am right. I missing something? No. So, and I, I don't want to give any spoilers, okay. um, but I'm trying to think about how, if I can't answer it without giving spoilers. Um, you you are on to something. Um, okay. Like, that's not random. Um, you are on to something. And it will tie in. You'll get more of that, like, especially, like, in the uh, in the second book. Because it, it'll, it'll tie into kind of, like, um, like, Will's backstory. And, like, uh, a lot of people have even asked to, like, even, like, my, my alpha readers, as they've been reading it, they're like, oh, thank God. Because, like, a lot of people have asked, you know, like, of what exactly because you don't really get to see or hear about um like what made will and titus like such close friends you know that mm -hmm. like will is willing to go you know like join up with him and and, and do things for him um you know like they're like so tight-knit like where does that come from like things like that so a lot of that is going to get explored in the second book and like, you know, like I said, you're, you're definitely onto something with like, Will has definitely a more extreme reaction, um, to blood. And I don't know if I actually cut it out of, um, cause it's been a while since I've read it. Um, but I think it's still in there. It's the scene where she wakes up on the star chaser and, uh, she will kind of like shows her, she kind of like has that flashback of like, after she had been attacked and, and he's talking to his dad and his dad is saying like, you know, like we can help you. Like we've helped you before type thing. Um, that will all kind of come back into play with kind of wills more like extreme bloodlust and kind of like his lack he's, of control. Cursed too. Yes. So I'm like, that might play a part of it. But when you were like, he he said when he was explaining like he can't get in the fountain because of the blood. He was like night weavers just as a general night weavers lose control around blood. 
But yes. I'm like, literally nobody else is though. Yes. Like it's just you. <laughs> yes. So it's, so. yeah, it's, it's definitely like everybody else like knows how to control that, you know, okay. like they, they know how to like keep it at bay and like, like it's, they've, they've been trained to do it. Like, you know, whatever. Um, he's like, definitely, he's got some stuff going on. <laughs> so yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you're, it's not random. You're definitely okay. onto something. Um, but yes, that will get explored more in book two. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hey, look, I really want to give Will a chance. I do. Who but knows? He, you know, you know, it's just, he's doing the same things that like her parents are doing as far as like lying to protect her. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not what she needs though. She's an adult now. I mean, she will be. She's an yeah. adult now. <laughs> and I'm like, he he's doing the same things that her parents are. And yes. I'm like, so if we're, we can't pick and choose when it's okay. And I think that's where it gets me is I'm like, he's taking choices away from her where, and I think I said this too, was that Titus like directly, like as soon as he was like, no, you can't, we're not doing this. I've already made the decision. Titus was like, all right, well, here's your options. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just seeing that, I was like, okay. This is, I think this is the root of why I don't like Will. Is right. he seems like my way or the highway type, you know? Right. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> if like, you like no. Will, though, please, if, <laughs> if anybody listening is a Will person, fight me on it. <laughs> Let's do it. I thought, I thought you were going to say something completely different. Like, hey, it's okay. You know what I mean? You're like, no, no fight no, me. Let, let's, let's have this conversation. I'm yes. so down to have this debate. <laughs> you know who you would you would love um, talking about this with? Because you and her like remind me so much of each other. Is my friend Kristen. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what her Instagram name is. I'm going to send you her account um, after yes. you ask. But she is, she's one of my alpha readers, but, um, she is like totally team Titus, like all the way, (laughs) like she's like listening to you. I'm like, it's listening to her. Like she is like, no, absolutely not. Like I will fight anybody who like does not agree with me. Um, so yes, you guys would get along because that's hilarious. (laughs) I would love to talk to her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She would love to talk to you. Believe me. Um, okay. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time so i will start to let you go when are we going to talk about october we need to work on dresses we need to make disney plans yes (laughs) literally harrison was asking me like yesterday he was like do you know what you're gonna wear and i'm like i'm working on it um because i haven't i don't know like i have a couple different like looks in mind like that i want to go for Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. It's like I'm. I'm not good at making decisions. So have you found anything that you're like? I've saved a few things in like my Amazon cart. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I don't really want to buy something off Amazon. I think I want to get something a little more unique. But I'm using Amazon as like inspiration. I guess. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's um, kind of my thing too. It's like yeah. I. I want something unique. Like yeah. I want. Cause like we've talked about on before, an like, Amazon budget though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like what, when else are you going to get the opportunity to like dress right. like that? You know? So I want to like do something like very like fantasy esque. Um, like what my avatar would wear in like a fantasy world, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, no, well, I agree. We definitely quick, need to like, go ahead. Go ahead. Did you see that they're doing one in LA ne- in 2025? 
I did. The day they announced it, one of my friends in LA was like, are you coming? Like, you've got to do this. Like, you've got to sign up. You have to. I'm so bad at like mentally planning that far in the future. So like me and Erson are talking about it because I I want to do it. Like, obviously I want to go and I have so many friends in LA that I'm like, oh, it'd be so much fun. Um, And I know I'm going to love the one in October. So it's like, then I'm going to get to turn around and like do it again. And like, is it, when is the next one? Is it the one in LA? Is it uh, February? That's what I was thinking. Like February or something. I wrote it down. Yeah. February. Yeah. So I mean, to get to like go do it again that soon would obviously be amazing. Um. Yeah, like I said, I'm just trying to figure out like where, like how to plan that far in advance. Um, but I definitely want to go. Are you, do you think you're going to go? Yeah, it's like a six hour drive for me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, I'm yeah. I'm totally down to go. Um, I might, after we do um, Orlando, I'm going to reassess and see like if I want to get a booth for myself. Um, right. But we'll we'll hit that when we come. But yeah, <laughs> I'm so excited for Orlando though because like there's so many of you guys that I'm like literally like fangirling to meet. Oh, I know. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to go hang out with you guys. I got the author mixer um ticket, so I'm like, I'm gonna Perfect. hang out with all of you guys t- then too. And then we're gonna go to Disney. I, yes. I don't know. If, like, I'm sure you were already planning on going to Disney, but you have me tagging along now. One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, you know it. Yeah. There's no way I can be in Orlando and not go to Disney. So right. So absolutely. we should look at those days. I'm like totally game. <laughs> yes. We need to. We need to like put our heads together and and really plan it. Um. Because yeah. that's yeah. It's, it's a must. Okay. So when you have some free time, you let me know, and we'll get yes. on. The website on no the website <laughs> the internet we'll get on together. the internet we'll <laughs> get on the internet and we'll find all the pretty dresses and we'll just sit here and chat and go shop for fantasy gowns <laughs> yes yes i'm obsessed i that's 100 um i forget that it's so easy to just like chat like this like when we're doing this yeah. like for a podcast i'm like oh it's like very official but i'm like I, we could literally just like do this yeah like, i don't need the bot on we just hang out all right exactly call <laughs> <Tell> me <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So we will be doing that for sure. Yeah. Yes. I think that's all I have for you. Unless you have anything else you want to share. I don't think so. Um, I just want to make sure that you like got everything that you wanted to talk about and, and asked everything you wanted to ask. Um, and other than that, I'm like, I, I feel like I always get asked, like, is there anything you want to talk about? And I'm like, I just am happy to be here. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just honored to be here. I literally was just excited about this. Just and I even told Harrison, I was like, I'm just excited to like hang out and like talk yeah. and have a good time. Um, so yeah, this is, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm good. really excited to hang out with you guys like on your show too, because I'm like right now like here I'm talking like everything books and yeah we get off topic a little bit, but like to get yes. on a show where I could talk about other stuff that I'm passionate about, I'm just like, oh right. let's go. <laughs> it is. It's it's honestly it's such a good outlet for me, because um, you know obviously I get on your show and I'm like let's talk about you know whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, it is, it's a fun, and I'd be interested because like, and I'm not going to ask you now, I want you to like save your answer um, for like when you come on our podcast and stuff, but like, okay. you know, like what's your favorite movie, you know, favorite, you know, just a list of questions for you, obviously, but like, it'll yeah. be a lot of fun stuff that's like bookish, but also like not bookish. Um, so you mm-hmm. can, cause I know you like love like all the same things that we do, like Disney and like, you know, like the like underrated Disney movies and things like that. So I feel like you've got right. a lot, you've got a lot to share. <laughs> um, so yes, definitely. As soon as we kind of figure out how we're going to go about bringing guests on, um, 
yeah, you're 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 up there on like the top of my list. Um, okay. Yes, because me and Harrison literally talk about you all the time. <laughs> so, and like we listen to the show together. So I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for hanging out. I have I always have fun talking to you. And always. this is another one where it went way longer than we wanted it. To. <laughs> hey, I I knew it would, and I I'm like I'm glad that it did because I would. I mean, this is you know. It's this is my stuff. idea of like a, a fun afternoon. So. Right. Friend date. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. But I'll definitely be reaching out about Orlando. I booked my hotel already. So <laughs> Nice. That's the one yeah. thing I'm behind on. <laughs> so, uh, well, my yeah. husband gets discounts. So if you, oh, if you nice. want, yeah. Nice. Hit me up. We'll look. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So thank you so much for hanging out. And Thank you to everybody else, all the listening, hanging out as well. Um, next week, we're going to be covering Gwen and Art are not in love, chapters one through seven. So we can hang out for that. And as always, we're going to have another author interview. But Rebecca, you're not done with me. You will be back. Oh, <laughs> please. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, anytime you want me, like I'm here. I'll just I'll just be here like silently in the background, like cheering you on. Every day. Harrison can always come on too. I know he said he's like she doesn't have to have me. I'm like you know, we'll get Harrison on too. I don't know what we'll talk about, but we'll do it. <laughs> I don't know, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, and definitely you've got to come on ours. That's you know that has to happen. So 100%. we'll all come out and I'm chat. So excited. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be excited. Right. Well, thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank and you for happy having new me. Year. Yes. Oh, happy New Year to you. Oh, I'm sad. I don't want to go. <laughs> Oh, wait, you don't have to. We could just stop the recording and hang out if you want. Right. No, I actually. <laughs> Straight up. No, for real. I will be DMing you like all of the stuff that we like talked about. Um, yes. 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 So, Love but it. it was, hey, thank you for having me. Um, I'm always honored to be here. This is, you know, this is the best and, and you're wonderful and everything you do is wonderful. So I'm just, I'm honored to be here. Oh, I love having you. Oh. And I, I do consider you, I talk about you to my husband all the time. I'm like, yeah, Rebecca, you know her. <laughs> <laughs> right. So when I, we were talking about Orlando earlier and I was like, yeah, I'm going to finally meet her. <laughs> right. And I'm like, it's Literally. still like eight, ten months away. I just said eight. Like, I don't, I'm stupid. Um, it's still <laughs> 10 months away, but I'm just like, no, it's tomorrow. It's happening. <laughs> yes. Yes. It'll be here so. before you know it. Well. Yes. But, okay. I'm excited. Thank you so much. And I will talk oh, to you real you. soon. We have so much to talk about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. All right. All thank right. you. Bye. Right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the talk with Rebecca. And I will see you guys next week on the newest episode of Tea and Tropes, where we talk about Gwen and Art are not in love. And until then, have a wonderful week. We'll see you later. Bye.